Hello, this is Pastor Nick Hood, and today we pick up where we left off in the book of Isaiah. This is a very interesting section of Isaiah. We're going to read four chapters, chapters 37 through chapter 40. In chapters 37, 38, and 39, we have Hezekiah, who's the king of Israel, and he is frightened that... Uh, the Assyrians are going to overrun Jerusalem. They've already overrun several of the smaller towns, and they've gotten closer and closer to Jerusalem. Jerusalem, at 4,500 feet above sea level, is the most arguably difficult place to conquer in Israel because of the height. Um, and Hezekiah is there inside of Jerusalem. And so he consults with Isaiah, the prophet, and Isaiah tells him that the Lord will deliver Jerusalem, even though uh, all the other smaller towns uh, below Jerusalem had fallen. Isaiah promises Hezekiah that uh, Jerusalem will be spared from Assyria, and not only that, that ultimately the king of Assyria will be killed. Uh, and that the Lord will fight a battle. It won't. The, the victory will come not because of some conquering nation, not because Israel could defend itself, but because the Lord himself would defend uh, the people. And it is a very dramatic conclusion. <clears throat> and then we switch in chapter 40, where there's the promise of this, uh, the remnant, the promise of the uh, people being restored. And so I encourage you to uh, pay attention, read along with me, listen to me in this podcast. And then when we finish, I'm going to ask a few questions. So we begin now with Isaiah chapter 37 from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. When King Hezekiah heard it, he tore his clothes, covered himself with sackcloth, and went into the house of the Lord. And he sent Eliakim, who was in charge of the palace, and Shebna, the secretary, and the senior priests, covered with sackcloth to the prophet Isaiah, son of Amoz. They said to him, Thus says Hezekiah, This day is a day of distress of rebuke, and of disgrace. Children have come to the birth, and there is no strength to bring them forth. It may be that the Lord your God heard the words of the Rabshakeh, whom his master, the king of Assyria, has sent to mock the living God, and will rebuke the words that the Lord your God has heard. Therefore lift up your prayer for the remnant that is left. When the servants of King Hezekiah came to Isaiah, Isaiah said to them, Say to your master, Thus says the Lord, Do not be afraid because of the words that you have heard, with which the servants of the king of Assyria have reviled me. I myself will put a spirit in him, so that he shall hear a rumor and return to his own land. I will cause him to fall by the sword in his own land. The Rabshakeh returned and found the king of Assyria fighting against Libna, for he had heard that the king had left 
Lakshish. Now the king heard concerning King Turkah of Ethiopia. He set out to fight against you. When he heard it, he sent messengers to Hezekiah, saying, Thus shall you speak to King Hezekiah of Judah. Do not let your God, on whom you rely, deceive you by promising that Jerusalem will not be given into the hand of King of Assyria. See, you have heard what the kings of Assyria have done to all the lands, destroying them utterly. Shall you be delivered? Have the gods of the nations delivered them, the nations that my predecessors destroyed? Gozam, Haran, Rezpep, and the people of Eden who were in Telassar? Where is the king of Hamath, the king of Arpad, the king of the city of Sepharvaim, the king of Hina, or the king of Iva? Hezekiah received the letter from the hand of the messengers and read it. Then Hezekiah went up to the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed to the Lord, saying, O Lord of hosts, God of Israel, who are enthroned above the cherubim, you are God, you alone, of all the nations of the earth, you have made heaven and earth. Incline your ear, O Lord, and hear. Open your eyes, O Lord, and see. Hear all the words of Shanasharib, which he has sent to mock the living God. Truly, O Lord, the kings of Assyria have laid waste all the nations and their lands, and have hurled their gods into the fire, though they were no gods, but the work of human hands, wood and stone, and so they were destroyed. So now, O Lord, our God, save us from his hand, so that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that you are alone, our God. Then Isaiah, son of Amoz, sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Because you have prayed to me concerning King Shanasharib of Assyria, this is the word that the Lord has spoken concerning him. She despises you. She scorns you, virgin daughter Zion. She tosses her head behind your back, daughter Jerusalem. Whom have you mocked and reviled? Against whom have you raised your voice and haughtily lifted up your eyes? Against the Holy One of Israel. By your servants you have mocked the Lord, and you have said with my many chariots, I have gone up the heights of the mountains. To the far recesses of Lebanon I felled its tallest cedars, its choicest cypresses. I came to its remotest height, its densest forest. I dug wells and drank waters. I dried up with the sole of my foot all the streams of Egypt. Have you not heard that I determined it long ago? I plan from days of old what now I bring to pass, that you should make fortified cities crash into heaps of ruins, while the inhabitants, shorn of strength, are dismayed and confounded. They have become like plants of the field and like tender grass, like grass on the housetops, blighted before it is grown. I know you're rising up and you're sitting down. You're going out and coming in, and you're raging against me. 
because you have raged against me and your arrogance has come to my ears. I will put my hook in your nose and my bit in your mouth. I will turn you back on the way by which you came and this shall be the sign for you. This year, eat what grows of itself and in the second year, what springs from that. Then in the third year, sow, reap, plant vineyards and eat their fruit. The surviving remnant of the house of Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. For from Jerusalem a remnant shall go out, and from Mount Zion a band of survivors. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. Therefore thus says the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, He shall not come into this city, shoot an arrow there, come before it with a shield, or cast up a siege ramp against it. By the way that he came, by the same he shall return. He shall not come into this city, says the Lord, for I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for the sake of my servant, David. Then the angel of the Lord set out and struck down 185,000 in the camp of the Assyrians. When morning dawned, they were all dead bodies. Then King Shanasherib of Assyria left, went home and lived in Nineveh. As he was worshiping in the house of his god, Nishroch, his sons, Adam-Melech and Shazer, killed him with the sword, and they escaped into the land of Arat. His son, Isar Hadan, succeeded him. Chapter 38 In those days Hezekiah became ill and was at the point of death. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, came to him and said to him, Thus says the Lord, Set your house in order, for you shall die. You shall not recover. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord. Remember now, O Lord, I implore you, how I have walked before you in faithfulness with a whole heart and have done what is good in your sight. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Then the word of the Lord came to Isaiah. Go and say to Hezekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of your ancestor David, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. I will add 15 years to your life. I will deliver you in this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria and defend this city. This is the sign to you from the Lord that the Lord will do this thing that he has promised. See, I will make the shadow cast by the declining sun on the dial of Ahaz. Turn back ten steps. So the sun turned back on the dial, the ten steps by which it had declined. A writing of King Hezekiah of Judah after he had been sick and had recovered from his sickness. I said, in the noontide of my days, I must depart. I am consigned to the gates of Sheol for the rest of my years. I said, I shall not see the Lord in the land of the living. I shall look upon mortals no more, upon the inhabitants of the world. My dwelling is plucked up and removed from me like a shepherd's tent. Like a weaver, I have rolled up my life. He cuts me off from the loom. From day to night, you bring me to an end. I cry for help until morning. 
Like a lion, he breaks all my bones. From night to day, you bring me to an end. Like a swallow or a crane, I clamor. I moan like a dove. My eyes are weary with looking upward. O Lord, I am oppressed. Be my security. But what can I say? For he has spoken to me, and he himself has done it. All my sleep has fled because of the bitterness of my soul. O Lord, by these things people live, and all these things is the life of my spirit. O restore me to health and make me live. Surely it was for my welfare that I had great bitterness. But you have held back my life from the pit of destruction, for you have cast all my sins behind your back. For Sheol cannot thank you. Death cannot praise you. Those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness. The living, the living, they thank you, as I do this day. Fathers, make known to children your faithfulness. The Lord will save me, and we will sing to the stringed instruments all the days of our lives at the house of the Lord. Now Isaiah had said, Let them take a lump of figs and apply it to the boil so that he may recover. Hezekiah also had said, What is the sign that I shall go up to the house of the Lord? Chapter 39 This is where envoys from Babylon are welcome. And Hezekiah makes a foolish mistake. At that time, King Merodach Baladan, son of Baladan of Babylon, sent envoys with letters and a present to Hezekiah. For he had heard that he had been sick and had recovered. Hezekiah welcomed them. He showed them his treasure house, the silver, the gold, the spices, the precious oil, his whole armory, all that was found in his storehouses. There was nothing in his house or in all his realm that Hezekiah did not show them. Then the prophet Isaiah came to King Hezekiah and said to him, What did these men say? From where did they come to you? Hezekiah answered, They have come to me from a far country, from Babylon. He said, What have they seen in your house? Hezekiah answered, They have seen all that is in my house. There is nothing in my storehouses that I did not show them. Then Hezekiah, then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord of hosts. Days are coming when all that is in your house and that which your ancestors have stored up until this day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. Some of your own sons who are born to you shall be taken away. They shall be eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Then Hezekiah said to Isaiah, The word of the Lord that you have spoken is good. For he thought there will be peace and security in my days. Chapter 40. <clears throat> this is where God gives comfort to the people of Israel through Isaiah. Comfort, O oh comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that she has served her term, that her penalty is paid that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice cries out in the wilderness, prepare the way 
of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be lifted up, and every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level, and the rough places a plain. Then the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all the people shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. A voice says, Cry out. And I said, What shall I cry? All the people are grass. Their constancy is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades, when the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people are grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. Get you up to a high mountain, O Zion, herald of good things. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem, herald of good tidings. Lift it up, do not fear. Say to the cities of Judah, Here is your God. See, the Lord comes with might, and his arm rules for him. His reward is with him, and his recompense before him. He will feed his flock like a shepherd, he will gather the lambs in his arms and carry them in his bosom and gently lead the mother sheep who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens with a span and closed the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance. Who has di directed the spirit of the Lord or as his counselor has instructed him? Whom did he consult for his enlightenment? And who taught him the path of justice? Who taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? Even the nations are like a drop from a bucket and are accounted as dust on the scales. See, he takes up the isles like fine dust. Lebanon would not provide fuel enough, nor are its animals enough for a burnt offering. All the nations are as nothing before him. They are accounted by him as less than nothing in emptiness. To whom then will you liken God, or what likeness compare with him? An idol, a workman cast it, and a goldsmith overlays it with gold, and cast for it silver chains. As a gift one chooses mulberry wood, wood that will not rot, then he seeks out a skilled artisan to set up an image that will not topple. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to live in who brings princes to naught, and makes the rulers of the earth as nothing. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth, when he blows upon them and they wither, and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me? Or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see, who created these? He who brings out their host and numbers them, calling them by name, because he is great in strength, mighty in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, 
and my right is disregarded by my God. Have you not known, have you not heard, the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youths will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. My, my, what a reading. We've just concluded chapters 37, 38, 39, and 40 of the book of Isaiah. And I want to offer some questions to you. Number one. What can you learn, what can we learn, from the prayer of King Isaiah regarding the threat from the king of Assyria? And I'll give you a little lesson here. Isaiah, Hezekiah prays for himself. Although Isaiah is a prophet, Hezekiah prays for himself. And uh, in chapter 38, Hezekiah, after he spared in chapter 37 and chapter 38, uh, Hezekiah is given a sentence of death for illness. He's sick unto death. Isaiah comes to visit him, and Isaiah tells him, you will die. And then Hezekiah turns away from Isaiah, and Hezekiah prays for himself. So we see Hezekiah praying two times for himself. Uh, he's been confronted by the prophet Isaiah regarding a military threat in chapter 37 and chapter 38. Isaiah comes to him and tells him he has a threat because of his illness, a threat to his life. And God restores the health of Hezekiah and gives him 15 more years of life. So my question to you is, what is the significance of the king Hezekiah turning away from Isaiah and praying for himself? And what do you make of the promises that God provides to King Hezekiah? Has there ever been a time in your life when you put your burden on the Lord in a similar manner to Hezekiah? Why do you think Hezekiah showed the riches of his kingdom to the visitors from Babylon? What do you make of the way Isaiah spoke with Hezekiah regarding his decision to show off his riches? And how do you think the people of Israel reacted to the prophecy of Isaiah in chapter 40? And last, what does the prophecy of chapter 40 offer to you and the world today? I'd like to conclude us now with a prayer. Lord, I thank you for the privilege and opportunity to come to you with unsophisticated language and simple prayers. I thank you for your promise to listen and answer prayers. I thank you that I can release my burdens upon the broad back of your powerful mercy and love. Lord, I come to you now in my humble and most simple way. Bless me, preserve me, protect me, and make your love manifest in me and through me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. This is Pastor Nick Hood, Pastor and Senior Minister of the Plymouth United Church of Christ, coming to you live in this pandemic, even um, 
with a virus all around us, but we are still praising God. We can't worship in person, but I'm worshiping and praising God virtually. I thank you. I thank you so much for being with me today. Tomorrow I will begin with Isaiah chapter 41. God bless and God keep you.